2: and
3: we are recording
2: No music, right? Yep, right. no music. Okay. Welcome to the Tom Bernard show without Tom Bernard. <laughs> he's finally getting his physical, like a real one? Uh, what? Like a real
3: physical? No, this is like a real physical. Oh my gosh. I, I thought the other one was a real physical. Give me physical.
1: a clean bill of health. This one they are probably dried yeah. blood. <laughs> yeah, not.
2: I talked to Ralph and he said I look great. Yeah. No, he's I, I just I just told him. I said I want you to go and have a real physical. I mean, you know, guys mm-hmm. don't do that, but every Fifteen years. I, I mean, I'm just as bad. I haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, in a million years, Men. But usually, women are much better about that stuff. Yeah, I I'm every terrible.
3: Year, every year, unless I have a checked, problem, get I my don't. Everything
2: come. checked. Do you really? Yep. Every cent. Mm, yep. Not me. I just. You don't should like do going that. To the doctor. Is our guest on the line? Yes. Yep. She's oh, ready to go, we so. have a guest, Betty Maxwell. No, we oh, we didn't do introduction. Oh well, us. everybody knows who we are. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Wanna we'll do be, it again. We'll be back. Yes, we'll be back. We'll be back with Betty Maxwell.
4: <laughs> Tom here from my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for ten years or one hundred fifty thousand miles.
2: nice theme song for Betty Maxwell. Hi, Betty, are you with us? Hi, yes, I'm here. Hi, Uh, apparently you wrote a book called Miss Unlikely from Farm Girl to Miss America. So we're speaking to a former Miss America.
0: That is true. I did. And here I am. <laughs>
2: wow. Well, I, I don't think I've ever spoken to a Miss America before. I'm impressed. Well, yay! I'm so glad to be your first. So you, you grew up in a double-wide trailer on a farm in Georgia, and you won the 2016 Miss America pageant. Now, how did you do that?
0: Well, it's a long story. That's why I had to write a book about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, I grew up on a farm out in rural middle Georgia and um I d- didn't start competing in pageants actually until I was about 19 years old um and a freshman in college so the pageant part of my life didn't start till much later than it's most pageant girls it's not I don't have a typical pageant girl story whatsoever um I I loved my life out on the farm um I didn't have a typical childhood either you know I didn't gr- grow up in the suburbs um Whenever my friends came out to our house, they were like, wow, like, you know, we live out in the middle of nowhere on like 675 acres. So it was always really cool. I loved living out on the farm.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm sure there was a big culture shock going from growing up on a large farm to becoming a pageant contestant, right?
0: Absolutely. And I mean, my parents never, you know, kept me from the city. We always, my parents had their own physical therapy practice um, in the nearby town of Warner Robins. But, um, and we did lots and lots of traveling, but I, I loved and appreciated my life out on the farm. And that's what I, of course, talk about a lot in my book is how that really structured my entire life and, and made me into the person that I am today and I think it is what made me a, a, a much different and more fresh Miss America because I w- I didn't grow up as a pageant girl I, I was different and I had a fresh perspective um, and something new to bring to the table and hopefully what w- my goal was to be a more relatable Miss America and um, that was that was my mantra throughout my entire year
2: okay so I'm not really all that familiar with the pageant world but I'm um, reading your bio here it says Betty began her year of service, so that's as Miss America?
0: Yes, so the job of Miss America, it is first and foremost a job. Um, I worked pretty much, I think I worked about 350 days out of the entire year, 365. Um, I went home just a handful of times. I live in hotel rooms the entire year um, out of two suitcases. Um, I traveled about 20,000 miles per month. Um, Jeez. I was all over the country and abroad. I got to do a USO tour to eight different countries where I got to perform. I'm a singer and an actress. So I got to sing and perform for our troops or men and women deployed, which was absolutely incredible. And um, I was the National Goodwill Ambassador for the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals as Miss America. So it, it really is a year of service, um, and it is a job. Um, you're constantly on. You do, I did my own hair and makeup for the whole year. It's not like this glamorous job where someone is pampering you the whole year. I mean, I had to get up early every morning, do my hair, do my face, put oh, my crown you're on. Shattering my you're shattering my illusions.
2: <laughs> you're shattering my illusions. I thought for sure you'd have a, you know, like a movie star trailer and yeah. all kinds of people. Oh, no. Costumes? Oh no! no? I,
0: I can't mm. wait for you to read my book now.
2: That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like so a excited. lot of work. <laughs> it sounds like a ton of work. So, what what are the upsides? Uh, I mean, obviously there's upside because you got to do this year of service and travel all over the place and meet amazing people and do such a wonderful job for the Children's Miracle Network. Um, what what other upsides are there to being crowned Miss America? Well,
0: um, so the winner of Miss America receives a scholarship so that it is a scholarship organization so the women competing are you know in it to further their education but also the being Miss America it's an almost 100-year-old pageant, and the job of Miss America is to be a role model, is to advocate, is to do service throughout her year. She's a motivational speaker, performer. Uh, she's the whole package. That's what makes her Miss America. Mm-hmm. So there are so many upsides and, you know, positives to being Miss America. I mean, just getting to walk around with that crown on and, you know, be that—I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's like when you walk into a child's hospital room working for Children's Miracle Network— and the kids just look up at you in awe because you've got that crown on your head and, mm-hmm. and you're Miss America. I mean, it just it it's a it's a responsibility, but it's also such a gift to be able to wear that crown and have that title for a year because you bring so much joy into people's lives. You touch so many people and inspire so many people, and um, that honestly is the biggest gift of, of being Miss America for sure is is um, opportunities to inspire and touch different people's lives.
2: So I see also on your bio um, that you offer wisdom on, in, in your book, I'm assuming, on school, boys, self-esteem, choices, disappointments, insecurities, mentors, cyber bullies, and more. It, that must be one of the downsides of being Miss America is the, is the cyber world, I'm guessing.
0: That's definitely one of the biggest downsides, and I. but I think, I mean, that doesn't just come with being Miss America. It comes with any sort of celebrity status job, right. but in the pageant community, obviously, the trolls can be a lot worse. Um, the pageant community, you know, I, the stereotype really doesn't hold up when you're talking about pageant girls. You know, they're, they're not catty. They're not airheaded. They're the most brilliant women I've ever met, to be honest, and their hearts are just all about service and giving back. But the pageant community, the people who love pageantry and who, you know, make it their lives to, to pay attention to these pageants and these girls and to coach them and train them and, and they're so invested and, you know, the, mo- the angry moms and the, the haters, the people who are mad that you won, those are the people who, who hold up that stereotype of the meanness and the cattiness and the trying to tear you down throughout your entire year. I mean, that was very difficult and definitely threw me into the depths of depression a lot during my year because being Miss America it I think any former Miss America will tell you that it is the loneliest job um it is just you and your tour manager the entire year you don't get to go home you don't get to see your family you don't get to see your friends God forbid you should have a boyfriend because they want to keep you as far away from him as possible um so it is very very isolated and you just go back to your hotel room in a different city every single night by yourself eating room service food. So it is very easy to get depressed doing this job. You're so lonely, so isolated, and every day expected to be perfect. And that is very hard, and, and that was one of the most difficult things to get through during my year.
2: Sure, you have to, you have to put a smile on no matter how you're feeling.
0: Absolutely,
2: and be on your A game constantly. I mean, I've been I've been a victim of some cyber bullying, and it's I mean, on a much tinier, teensy weensy scale compared to you, <laughs> and it's horrible. Well, it's, it's yeah, absolutely it doesn't matter. Horrible, even if you know that these people it, exactly. are coming from a, they're either from a crazy place or from maybe a person that wanted another person to win, so they're being mean exactly. to you. So, I mean, even if you know what their motives are, it still is a terrible feeling to have people saying horrible things about you on social media. Right. The other thing is, they come to your page to say mean things.
0: <laughs> and, and you know, when you're Miss America, the, the, the pageant community has these anonymous online chat boards oh. where they all go to discuss miss america local pageants state pageants and they just they can talk anonymously and so Uh, obviously they say the most horrid things and all these young girls these young pageant girls who are just trying to you know literally become better versions of themselves help their community and be role models you know they're just these these girls competing in the miss america system they're the best Type of young women and they're just they're incredible really and the fact that they're out there trying to do so much good and be so good and and have these people that are probably much older than them sitting there behind a screen tearing them down I mean it's just awful
2: it is I wish people would just grow up and stuff <laughs> you
0: know, just yeah you just it's you know terrible.
2: just grow up and but I mean and I, I always
0: talk about you know there will always be bad people out there and there, there's just nothing you can do about it so the best thing to do is worry about yourself and not let it get to you, you know, there, there will always be bad people in this world. And that's something I talk about in my book at length and, and, you know, how I did move past the cyberbullying and how I did, you know, get out of any sort of depression I was dealing with. And most of that was through my faith, but support of my family and my friends and just having self-confidence in myself to know that the things that people are saying aren't true. They don't know me. They don't know my heart and my soul. I know myself. You just have to really keep that in mind. And of course, I, I talk about that in depth in my book.
2: That's that's a really good message, and that's really good for girls to hear because I, I understand that girls are being, you know, can be bullied on Facebook, and I guess girls today in high school aren't really on Facebook anymore. They're no, on Facebook Snapchat or something. Instagram. 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 <laughs> Instagram. They're all on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, yeah. So, is it harder to bully somebody on Instagram, Alex? Oh,
0: no. No, it's, you, yeah, you, know, it's, you just it's easy. write a
3: comment and say oh, how terrible okay. they are. and.
2: Oh, it's just a grand old time for them, I guess. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Well, I guess yeah. There's always mm-hmm. going to be mean girls, but yeah. I, I mean, suicide is up with girls just because they're being bullied on social media. So your message is important and very timely, I think.
0: Absolutely, I agree. In this day of technology and social media, the conversation about cyberbullying needs to be talked about, and I and I think that. That's the whole point of my book is is to share my experiences, to share, to be very, very vulnerable and sharing my successes and my failures, my struggles in life from basically birth to present day. And hoping that, 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 that through that vulnerability that I'll be able to reach these young people and be able to make them feel more confident in themselves to see that a, a former Miss America went through all of the same things that, that kids deal with on a daily basis. It just it never gets talked about because it is so every day. And so it was really important to me to talk about that in my book, the everyday problems they can deal
2: with yeah i think that's an important message to keep out there because i know a few years ago everybody was talking about cyberbullying it was a big topic lots of people were um writing books and and many motivational speakers were going around in schools and talking about it and then it kind of just fizzled out and it's like that it, did, it hasn't stopped the cyberbullying hasn't stopped so oh no, and it's, it, it will
0: never stop, yeah, it's important. I think I think instead of focusing on trying to stop the bullies, we need to start focusing more on trying to help the victims and trying to make them stronger, so that you know the bullies don't have anyone to pick on, and and when they do, it doesn't hurt them as much, you know because we're we're working on making them stronger, like there's no way we can stop the bullies they they're always gonna be there, sadly,
2: well, I see why you're a motivational speaker, you've got me fired up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, so you're a singer. What's Thank your you. What's your genre? What do you sing? Um, I'm sorry. What did you say about singing? Yeah. What kind of singing do you do? Is it gospel? So um, I
0: actually. I sing all genres. Um, I have a country music album that's available on iTunes and Spotify. But I, I love singing Broadway um, Broadway music. I love pop music, and I actually sing. I'm a classically trained opera singer as well. So I sang wow. opera at the Miss America pageant, and I actually won the talent award at Miss America. So that was really cool. And, um, my career goals have always been to be a singer and an actress. And, um, so right after my year as Miss America, I released my country music album. And, um, now I'm living in, I moved to Nashville to do that. And now I'm living in Atlanta where I'm signed with an acting agency and modeling agency here. So I'm working on that as well, along with releasing my book and, um, of course, being a motivational speaker and I'm doing some pageant consult consulting now to help girls. And, um, I'm also an, a makeup artist.
2: <laughs> wow, you're a busy person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I stay pretty busy. <laughs>
2: how how did you get classical opera training on a farm in Georgia?
0: so um i've I've been singing since the age of three and when my parents realized that i had such a voice um such a big voice they decided that they wanted to put me in voice lessons but they didn't want to do it too soon they wanted to wait till i was a little bit older so when i was 14 i was in eighth grade and my parents um decided to let me audition for this voice teacher at a local college um wesleyan college in macon georgia And I auditioned as a 14-year-old, and the head of their vocal department took me on as um, a student. And so I started taking classical voice lessons from age 14 through high school. And then, of course, I was a vocal performance major in college, so through college as well.
2: Betty Maxwell, no slouch. That's what you should put on some (laughs) (laughs) T-shirts.
0: I'm just passionate about a lot of things. You really are.
2: (laughs) It's amazing. You have hair hair and makeup tutorials. Is that pageant-driven? Just...
0: um you know what I just during my years as Miss America because I had to do my own hair and makeup every day and I was constantly just by myself Um, I was always watching those videos those makeup tutorials on Instagram like mm-hmm. all the time like those were my favorite things to watch I could just watch them all day like on airplanes at the airport and um so I, I really started getting into makeup and so after my year was over I started creating tutorials of my own so I'm, I'm self-taught with my hair and makeup but um, I've just gotten better and better over the years, and I just, I've always loved it. makeup. It's just fun. I just enjoy doing it, so I decided to kind of do that on the side as well. Um, but I don't just do pageant girls. I actually really love doing weddings um, because weddings are super fun and happy, and I, I had so much fun at my wedding, so I, I love doing brides and bridesmaids um, wedding makeup.
2: So people can find your um, tutorials on your
0: Instagram? Yes, they're on my Instagram, and then there's some on my YouTube channel as well.
2: And your YouTube channel. Okay. So we need to buy your book, learn how to do hair and makeup on your Instagram. (laughs) Uh book you for motivational speaking. And then um (laughs) and then what else? Just anything. What else else can you do anything? All
0: right. I'm just I'm a phone call away.
2: Okay. It was great talking to you, Betty. Um her book is Miss Unlikely from Farm Girl to Miss America. You can get it on Amazon and most likely bookstores.
0: Yes, yes, it's in Barnes Noble and some other Christian bookstores. But the most, I think, the best place to get it is Amazon because um, I, I know it has been sold out a couple Barnes & Nobles, which I am not mad about. <laughs> Amazing! Well, <laughs> so congratulations. Definitely check out Amazon.
2: Yes, congratulations and good good luck on the book. It sounds really great, and you've been a joy thank to talk you so to. Thank you so much.
0: Thank y'all for having me.
2: All right, thank you. We'll be back after these messages.
4: what's the answer michael the x app, brought to you by your local community bank it's safe secure and simple to use the x-check gap simply add a new contact by entering their name phone number and email into the app enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer to accept the payment The contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck, safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think, just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic.
1: Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only. Cannot be combined. Results may vary. We
2: are One little, two little, three little Indians. People have been leaving all day. (laughs) Yeah, Nick left. Andy left. Tom's not here. You were late. I was late. Everybody. Cassie and I are the only Jude's here. True. Committed. Well, like I said, I had to vacuum my entire house. Here, give that to me. (laughs) Give it. (laughs) For some reason, this angle, I thought worked better. There There it goes. Okay. All right. Here we go. So we're we're done with guests, and now we can just have girl talk. Girl talk. Yeah. I, I, I. I. This is Betty Maxwell. That's a. An interesting thing, I really didn't know, I don't know much about pageants. Mm-hmm. I used to watch them when I was a little girl and think, uh, I'm never par- parading around in a swimsuit like that with high heels on in front of people. It's just nothing I would ever do.
1: Yeah, I couldn't do it.
2: <laughs> so you have to have a lot of confidence or in yourself.
1: Those girls, they're in good shape, that's for sure. And I, I mean, yeah. I used to watch the pageants with my mom. Because I was telling you over the break, my mom was a beautician. And uh, she wanted to know, like, the latest looks, hairstyles, and stuff like that. So she kind of used that as a... Because she did a lot of backcombing and perms, and, I mean, she she was that kind of beautician. Uh, Okay. You know, she never really learned how to do foils and stuff like that, like hairstyles for today. Right. Um, Because she went to beauty school, when they called it beauty school.
2: Well, and she was... Down
1: south. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think they still do backcombs. Oh in some yeah, areas.
1: she was the queen of <laughs> backcombing and perms. Uh, she would give me perms, and I would look like a poodle. Oh my God, I
2: had perms too. One time, my mother left my perm in too long, and I had a <laughs> red afro. <laughs> yeah. it was not pretty yep i had
1: an afro too <laughs> and my was hair so bad.
2: <laughs> oh dear.
3: yeah
1: and you're like and then your hair stunk for like three days it was just awful i hated getting perms but, yeah everybody you know,
2: was getting them yeah well my for mom many
1: years my mom would try <laughs> i was kind of her guinea pig she would try the latest chemicals on me. oh nice <laughs> Yeah, well, I wasn't a paid that customer. Might so. be why you have health problems. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <Your> mother was <laughs> seeping into my skull. <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah, she went. She, yeah, she was down south, and a lot, a lot of her clientele. I mean, they. It was nice though, because it was good money for her, because they would come back every week to get their hair done, because they would keep the same hairstyle.
2: My mother. When, oh, when she can, goes every Thursday to Rose, mm-hmm. who she will not leave because it's one of the reasons why I don't think she wants to come back to Minnesota because she'd have to leave Rose because Rose <laughs> bakes her things.
1: Oh, okay. She
2: does special things for me. Yeah. <laughs> She's like oh a
1: coffee cake.
2: Coffee cake, cookies. Yeah. oh, my god! This is why know? my, yeah, you can, yeah. yeah, that's how you get a loyal customer is give my mother baked goods.
1: Well, my, my mom, I mean, she was committed to her clients, and then when they got to the age where they had to go into a nursing home or they were homebound, she would go to their home, she would go to the nursing home to do their hair. Oh, narrative. that's sweet. Um, you know, and then, of course, when they would pass away, they the family would ask my mom to come and do their hair for the viewing, Aww. because she was the only one that did their hair for 30 well, years. Oh yeah, I um, get it. So how do you do what? I asked my mom. <laughs> I was like, how do you do that? She's like, I just pretend they're sitting in my chair and I just talk to them. So do you?
2: Yeah, whatever. Did they put them in a chair?
1: No, they have <laughs> they have them on a table kind of okay. thing, and they have their head kind of
2: uh, lifted
1: up. Okay. And that's where they do, you know, they dress the body, they put the makeup on, they do the hair, and then they put them in the casket.
2: I've always wondered,
3: but I remember, didn't want to
1: know. I just, <laughs> just remember. That wouldn't bother me at all. No?
3: I don't think it would bother well, me. Well, she
1: told me, she's like, you got to be careful you don't, like, press on their skin or anything. Yeah, it's they can dent. dent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, ew. That wouldn't
3: bother me. I just remember going to an open casket wake once yeah it's and a catholic thing yeah. yeah but it was for vicky who never wore makeup in her life and she was in this casket and had just so much makeup on and i remember like going into the bathroom and just crying because like, it not look nothing like, like her mm-hmm. i mean i understand needing to put some makeup on to you know make them not look
2: gray Dead, yeah, and whatever yeah. red <laughs> rouge but on yeah, somebody that never wore like, makeup yeah What is happening? Yeah, Yeah. it was really weird. I have um, a friend of ours. His, I don't know if it was his aunt or it was somebody in his family. Apparently, she always wore false eyelashes. Mm -hmm. Like always called, always. And they called her lashes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. (laughs) That was her nickname because she always wore them. Okay, so apparently she (laughs) passed on and he went to see her. Uh-huh. And she didn't have her lashes on. Oh, no. He actually went and bought eyelashes at the at the drugstore and brought them back in and said, you have to put these lashes on. She wouldn't be caught dead yeah. without those lashes yeah. on. to hunt you if you don't put <laughs> yeah. Those yeah. lashes on. Yeah. Yeah. She, Can you imagine if you wore it. them every day of your life and then – Yeah.
3: The last time people see you, you're not wearing them. It's like your signature. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, have, you
2: have to have lashes when your name is Lashes. I know.
1: Absolutely. When we saw my grandma, when my grandma passed away, I wanted to put her glasses on her so bad, but they wouldn't. They didn't have her glasses on her. No, that's weird. I know. I'm just like, I mean, I've seen her without her glasses. Yeah. You know, you well, I think rec- they're supposed to look
2: like they're sleeping. She not slept like...
1: with her glasses on. <laughs> She'd fall asleep in her recliner and just. <laughs> with their glasses on I, I, I think know. that's
2: what they're trying to do anyway, is make it look like they're sleeping, not like they're
1: Ugh. dead. I, think, yeah. I don't I don't, don't want know. to be viewed in a casket. There was
3: a no, I No. Uh, there I was think, you know. one of my mom friends just messaged this group message that I have on Facebook and she was like her mother in law passed away a year ago this weekend and then their dog passed away a couple months after that and she's like now our daughter, who's three days younger than Fawn, is asking all these questions about where do they go and oh. what happened. And she's like, what do I do? She's so sensitive. And how do you talk about it? And I was like, we just we're like super honest about mm-hmm. what happened. She's like, but what about the whole where they go thing? Like, I don't believe in heaven. And I'm like, I don't think she's asking about that. I think she's asking about where their physical bodies went. Mm-hmm. Not. Oh, right. I'm like, kids don't think of spirits and all that it's like they don't think about that i'm like i think she's literally wondering what happened to to their bodies yeah where
1: are you putting it yeah and
3: i'm like we just told Vaughn that they went into a hot hot room or they bella when she your dog Mm -hmm. the dog yeah we were like she went into a hot hot room and her body turned into something like sand called ashes and the ashes were put in a box and now the box is right there Mm -hmm. and that's
2: what happened I, it is, it's always best to just be honest with kids and tell them what actually happens. Yeah, and I
3: was like, mm-hmm. and she's like, but she's so sensitive. I don't want her to freak out. And I'm like, listen, there's going to be a lot of stuff in her life that's going to be scary and difficult. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you have to tell her the facts of life. I'm like, things die. Bodies get turned to ash. They get buried. Like, beating around the bush and sugarcoating it to try to protect her from freaking out isn't the right way to do it. Yeah, cause just. Tell it to her straight, and then deal with the emotion. And let her process. It. Yeah, and I'm like, and your job as a parent is to help her deal with that,
2: <laughs> what she's feeling. See, I, I, I mean, my parents just was like, get in the car. We're going to a funeral. <laughs> what? Who died? Yeah. You know, what? What's a yeah. funeral? I mean, we just yeah. they just just shut up, and we're going. I going. We went you know, and to. And then, then they're, you know, they're out there, uh, and there's like a dead body in a casket. You're four. You're, <laughs> You're like, like, what's <laughs> happening? Nobody explains
3: anything. Go. It's just oh, shut yeah. up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just shut up. Sit still. Know. Yeah. We were, were at, like, what's
3: going on? We were at the nature center once, and there's this big viewing room of bees. They have a bunch of hives, and they the bees are all over the place and then you know in the fall the bees die mm-hmm. and there were all these people and the bees were just dead bees it covering the ground and all these moms were like because the kids were like what's what are the bees doing what's wrong with the bees and so many people like oh they're sleeping oh they're not feeling well and fawn asked me and i'm like they're dead <laughs> and all these kids were like mom and i'm like they're dead i don't know what to tell you <laughs> they're, dead. they're dead. Um, I just yeah. don't understand why people feel the need to be like,
2: oh, it's no Well, because I think people just, you know, they they don't feel like a kid can process it at all. Uh huh. Well, so but it's, it's like better to just make up it's a little not story. Real doesn't help. Like the kids death... don't live in the real world anyway, especially mm-hmm. a three year old. Well, but They're, it makes death really feel
3: like know. bad or whatever. It's like death, death is, is bad.
1: Part of <laughs> <laughs> no. <I> mean, <laughs> It's part of life. You can ask a dead person.
3: I don't know. It's just how things go. Well,
1: I'm going through that with my seven-year-old because he's at the age now where he understands what death means. Yeah. It's not just, you know, he understands the body dies, you bury it or whatever, but he does. he's trying to understand the after part of it. Oh. and like he'll he'll lay in bed and he'll cry i'm like what's wrong and he's like his, his worry right now as a 7 year old is worrying that when i die and then he dies that he can't oh, find me yeah, in oh, yeah and i'm yeah. like I said, honey, I'm your mom. I know where you are at all times. I will find you. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the
2: thing is they do get an anxiety about once they understand Mm -hmm. death. And it's like, wait a minute. Well, then you can die. And then what happens? Yeah. So that's the part that nobody wants to deal with.
3: I know. Fawn's been asking about stepmothers a lot lately because she has all these Disney books with like the wicked stepmother. stepmother. (laughs) And she's like, can you talk to me about stepmothers? And I'm like, well if somebody's if there's a somebody that's married and they have a wife and then the wife either dies or they get divorced i'm like these are both really yeah. kind of fun topics.
1: topics Fun bedtime she's topics like, divorce
3: and i'm like well sometimes yeah people don't get along anymore or you know because i try to be upfront with her about most things and yeah, not sugarcoat stuff because it's like she's gonna know people that whose parents get divorced she's absolutely. gonna know people
1: that die it's just I know, it's just trying to word it so they
3: yeah. grasp what you Because you're she saying. asks me about God, too, because she goes to a little Lutheran school, and she's like, where is God? And I'm like, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, in the kitchen? Yep. In the fridge? Yep. <laughs> no, he's not in the fridge. And I'm like, he's not even a he. And she's like, what? And I'm like, it's a spirit spirit what's a spirit good question <laughs> uh, so that's the whole thing i know you can spend like, your whole life
1: it's question I after question you're I'm like
3: there's no way to describe this i know
1: it's hard it's hard because their little minds they can't yeah. process what you're saying they're just hearing keywords well, and yeah. she's
3: hearing god the father I'm sure. Yeah, our, yeah, and he all the yeah. time. So. Well, and then she she's really ended reading the Bible as well. We joke that she's going to be a pastor. Because <laughs> um, she's, like, super into the Bible and God. And we're like, all right, whatever. And um, there was a story about somebody that had leprosy. <laughs> and... And it's a children's (laughs) Bible, and so they're like, leprosy, and they're like, that's when you get really sick and your skin turns a weird color and body parts can just fall off. She's like, why do body parts fall off? And I'm like, it's something that people don't really get anymore, you don't (laughs) need to worry about it. Well, if they do get it, they can cure it. It's an old
1: disease.
3: Yeah, and I'm like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, we were just in the car yesterday, and she's like, Mom, will you talk about fingers falling off of your (laughs) body? I was like, Sure.
2: So if somebody was just listening to Fawn ask questions, they'd be like, "Uh, your child is probably a little psychotic.
3: It would be so weird. And I talked to my cousin, who they're very religious. Her husband works in a church. Her son goes to a religious preschool full time and all this stuff. And I was like, does he ask you questions like these really intense questions about god and she's like no the only time he ever talks about god is like god loves me jesus loves you that kind of stuff and i'm like fawn is like it's the bible the bible is filled with very scary stories well no and she's not scared about it she just asks these like really deep well, questions scary. well yeah but yeah. i don't know she does <laughs> but she doesn't act scared about any of it she just is kind of like Oh, this is a thing. And she asks these questions that are really deep. And she's like, wow, Fawn's really introspective. I'm like, I guess so. I don't
2: know. Well, I mean, adults struggle with all of these. Yeah. Yeah questions yeah i mean i can't even imagine three and a half year olds usually just accept whatever you tell them
3: exactly it's
1: so it's just so funny how kids because they they try and image themselves after adults so like i remember one time i'm driving the kids to school and jack starts crying i'm like why are you crying he's like because when i become an adult i'm gonna have to do taxes and i don't know how to do taxes (laughs) and i'm like why are you worried you're like Nine. Yeah. Why? Why do... are you worried? I mean, it's so funny. Probably because you, know, cause you so
3: were preparing your <laughs> <tits laughs> taxes. <talking laughs> how awful taxes. taxes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I know. That's and hilarious. The,
1: and then Max, he's like, "Well, I become a dad someday." I'm like, "Yeah, probably. If you find the right girl and you fall in love, you have babies together." He goes, "Well, I'm not gonna know what to do. I don't know where the doctor's office is." He <laughs> says, "But I can take him to McDonald's. I know where that is. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's just, it's weird how they worry about things that." Oh, yeah. They're so adult.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like,
1: you just worry about, you know, yeah. coloring in the lines. That's all yeah. you need to worry about right now. I no.
2: But they, they pick up on everything because they watch oh, every yeah. movie you make. Oh, yep. I know. And they see it all. Nobody, everybody thinks they're hiding stuff from their kids. They know everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. They know. They're, they're so absurd. Everything. They're sponges. Well, yeah. it's just, I mean, my dog. He knows <laughs> when I put it on a particular pair of shoes that we're going to go for a w-a-l-k yeah <laughs> you have to spell it out like you know a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> or if i'm like putting on makeup and doing my hair he just goes into his crate because yeah. he knows i'm going to go out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's not going to be able to go with us he i lives. mean a dog can make those observations can you imagine a kid
1: yeah i know yeah yeah, yeah. he looks so forlorn right now he
2: always looks
3: forlorn
1: he's just Aw. he's such
3: a forlorn
2: faced
1: guy he is.
3: he's got a crabby face <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> not Judy. crabby just like I oh. know. I know. Sad face. <laughs> it's,
1: like, it's so rough being a dog. But yeah,
3: Jude's really. I don't know how he survives. He's a lucky, lucky dog. Sometimes he's fed at six oh one. Can you believe it?
1: I know that Instead whole minute. Of six I don't know how he does it. <laughs>
3: I know. He sits by his bowl like and, looks start start and looks up at the food and looks at me
2: and looks up at the food. I'm like, it's not dinner time. Brittany posted a really funny little video on, I think it was her Facebook page or yeah. her Twitter that oh, every yeah, night Eric. robot yeah. that she's got this gigantic dog named robot Blue mm, hound. comes in and starts going making that weird noise that it makes Bays. for dinner and Ooh. she's like and she's on the computer she's like robot it's not time for dinner <laughs> <laughs> and robot just sits there howling for a little while and she's like we're not going to eat yet and then robot goes and sits on her bed <laughs> looks uh, sad tom will be back tomorrow
3: yeah, we think potentially we maybe people will be here maybe not
1: depends on what is uh, his how his doctor's appointment went so yeah exactly
3: <laughs> and if he's honest about how it happened they yeah. can tell him all these things and he'd be like i'm great
1: okay well we'll, we'll be back tomorrow and hopefully we'll have a full crew we'll have dug in We'll be doing Car Selling Secrets. Car well, Selling Secrets! That's right. And then Wait, we have Friday. Wait, that was bad. <laughs> and just a programming note. Whoa. Yeah, programming note. Next week we are on vacation. I will be posting the best ofs. Yes. So you can follow us on social media, and there, I'll be posting links for those as well. So
2: Monday through Wednesday.
1: I might do on Friday. I might. Really? Because people are out shopping. They're in the that's car. That's true. Black
2: Friday's coming up. I know. When's Cyber Monday?
1: The following, the following Monday. The following Monday. Monday. Okay. Yeah, that'd be December second. So and
2: I'll be back for that. Mm-hmm. Not that I've ever found a Cyber Monday deal that I've liked.
1: I, it doesn't seem like it's much no. different than it's any just, other sale. It's like
2: it's like it's a bunch of crap I don't want. <laughs>
1: I know. And, and I <laughs> on sale. They, at least you get the free shipping. So That's it's true. worth it for That's that. Nice. All right. Well, well, see we'll, you later. See you tomorrow.
4: Oh. wow.